Hey there. In today's episode, I'm going to answer the question, should we combine our finances? I'm going to discuss a way to improve your relationship with money between you and your significant other. And then I'm going to offer you a free resource, something I created called the Marriage and Money Worksheet. Now, it's applicable whether you're married or not. It's going to help the two of you relate to money and together with your finances. Stick around because we're going to cover the ways to help you ignite financial freedom. Welcome to the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast, where I give you perspective as if I'm in your shoes so that you can remove the worry of money and create the life you want for you and your family. I'm your host, Clark Bradley. I've helped countless others reach their goals. Are you ready to join me as you pursue financial freedom? Welcome, 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 welcome to episode nine of the Igniting Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm addressing the question today, should we combine our finances? This is kind of a hot button topic. Some people have controversial thoughts and beliefs on combining finances. Well, uh, the short answer for me is yes. So that may ruffle some feathers. You may not all believe that, and that's okay. Uh, So the reason behind that is that, uh, I'll get into that in a minute, but basically if you are married... I believe it is definitely a yes that you should combine finances. If you are living together and you are likely to get married, I think it is also a yes that you should combine finances. If you are living apart or separately and still likely to get married, I would say not yet, but still yes. And if you're living together, but maybe not intending to get married, it could still probably be yes. So basically, if you are either living together or married, then I say combine finances. Now, if you're living together, here's my here's my take. You've made a commitment to at least live together, right? So there's some level of commitment there. You know what that level is. I don't know what that level is, but there is some level of commitment there. Whether you're married or not, I don't care about that, but it's you're living together, you've committed, you're in a relationship for however long, at least to get to the point that you're living together, right? So you share a living space together, so you have some overlap in expenses, So ideally, you set up a joint checking and savings account and have transparency with all of your expenses. You're sharing a living space as a couple. Why not have more transparency and more communication and more collaboration with everything? And if you're married, that's even easier, right? Because your debt is their debt and their assets are your assets. And for richer and for poorer and till death do us part, all that jazz, right? So that makes it easy for the married people. Now you might say, okay, well, this may not be a forever thing. And since we're not married, I'm not necessarily automatically entitled to half of it all. So how do I address that? And how do I maybe protect myself? Right. And I get that at the very least, my thought is you have a common account. We call ours a house account. Granted, we have combined finances, but you could call it whatever you want. Ours is a house account. It's just to where everything funnels in. It's just for house expenses. Groceries, gas, utilities, cable, kids stuff, dog stuff, home maintenance, whatever, right? And then all the common expenses are paid out of that. Mortgage payment, whatever it might be. And then you could, if you want to keep some things separate, 
Again, not my top choice or first choice, but it'll, it could work. You have separate accounts for maybe your debt payment, your student loan payments, your partner's car payment. So you have whatever combined finances that are applicable to both of you, shared expenses, right, related to the place you're living or to the common expenses that both of you experience. That's in the house account. Then you've split off some things that are your own. Maybe you each get a little bit of spending money. Maybe you each have management of your own debt and, you know, your own savings, let's say. Even still, even if you have a separate account for that stuff, it's still healthy to have more communication and more transparency and more inclusion and to have them know about it and know what you're doing, even if it's a separate account. Why not? If it's your account and they don't have access to it, they can see the activity. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm probably missing something, but maybe there's a downside I'm sure that I'm not thinking of, but I see that as a benefit if there's more inclusion, more communication. So go as high up that ladder as you want to in terms of communication and transparency, as high as you're comfortable going with your partner, with your spouse, with your significant other. Now, I have... Uh, a few ideas on how to improve your relationship with your money. Take this with a grain of salt. This is after being married for over 10 years and being in the personal finance space and dealing with couples and money and all of that stuff. So that's kind of where this is. This, this is my perspective, right? To me, more communication and more transparency and more all of that honesty, inclusion, whatever word you want to use, is generally better, right? So I don't, I have a, a marriage and money worksheet that I created. Again, it doesn't. you don't have to be married. I just kind of used it for the alliteration because of the, the M's. But that worksheet could be used for any couple, any two people in a relationship. Print off two copies of this. It's a 13-page document. You each print one off. The first section is a spender-saver quiz. It'll help you learn your money style. It helps you understand kind of where you came from with how you might have been taught how to view money, how you hold on to money, or maybe don't hold on to money. That's me, by the way, the spender. How you view spending money, how you view maybe using money as a way of entertainment, using money and spending money as a way of stress relief or of managing and handling feelings. Don't feel bad. That's me too. Right. Treating my wife to go out to eat because I want to, because I feel like we deserve it. Right. Bad words. Those are bad words in my house. You don't deserve a thing. Be grateful for what you have. Say that to my kids all the time. Right. So then from there, uh, that's the spender saver quiz. Then you kind of get an understanding of where you're at. Okay. And then I have, I have recommendations and I have kind of a strategy for whether you're a spender or a saver or somewhere in between. In my younger years, I was definitely a, a strong spender and now I've kind of cooled off. So I'm kind of like a, a spender light. And so anyways, you can, you can understand once you go through that quiz and, and go through some of the recommendations, how to relate to your to your partner, whether they're a saver or a spender. You may have more challenges if you're both spenders, 
with changing habits and building savings and getting where you want to go, you know, for your money. And if you're both savers, then it'll be easier. But I joke with my wife that she wouldn't have any fun if it weren't for me. So, you know, thank goodness that I'm, that I'm there. Anyways. So then the next section is part two, which is 11 open-ended questions about your background, your philosophy with money. Like I kind of mentioned how you grew up viewing money. What did your parents teach you about money? Is money the root of all evil? Is money an opportunity to create wealth and abundance and pay it forward to those less fortunate? You can probably see by how I phrased that which way I see things, but to each their own. Then you review from there those questions in a very safe, inviting non-judgmental way in what I call the money meeting. Ideally, this is something you set up on a monthly basis where you're sitting down with your partner. First off, you're reviewing your quiz results, at least in the first money meeting, right? You're reviewing your quiz results. You're figuring out how you can best work with each other, right? Walking a mile in the other's moccasins, right? And then from there, you're having that safe conversation about how your questions maybe line up or maybe don't line up and how you see money and how you may want to teach kids about money if you have them or if you're planning on having them. And then the the rest of that money meeting is that open dialogue. And then those money meetings kind of morph from there into almost what what you'd call just a, a, a cash flow review money meeting where you're getting more down to the nitty gritty of, okay, here's our expenses, here's our income, here's the plan for the month coming up and so on. But either way, your your goal is to establish common ground. It's not, oh, you spent $300 on clothes last month. Oh, well, you spent $200 on other stuff at the sports store that we didn't need. And then it's this tit-for-tat stuff. We don't want that. That doesn't help anybody. It's establishing common ground, discussing goals that the, together you two want to accomplish financially. But there's no finger-pointing. There's no victims There's no blaming. We're moving forward together as a team. So for that marriage and money worksheet, that is the quick win for today. There is a free download. Put your email in at this site in order to download that so I know where to send it. Ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash worksheet. And you are welcome to use that with your partner for your first money meeting next step stay tuned for additional episodes i will take on your biggest questions related to money feel free to submit a question at ignitingfinancialfreedom.com slash podcast submit your question at the form at the top of the page and i will address it here on the show that is all from me cheers thanks for listening to the igniting financial freedom podcast be sure to subscribe to see future episodes Go ahead, give it a rating and review so I can help more people ignite their financial freedom. And I wish you good fortune. I'll see you next time.